This is the Wine Me, Dine Me podcast. Forget the etiquette. No rules, just real talk. Is it what? Is it tight? <laughs> it's always tight, baby. <laughs> oh my God. Keep All it right, PG. Please. The mics are on PG, please. <laughs> if there is such a thing. it's uh, We're recording this on a Friday afternoon. We logged on and Allison's boyfriend was just so beautifully handing her a glass of wine. Then Rhiannon had to say, hang on, I'll be right back. <laughs> Excuse <laughs> herself to get a glass of wine. So where's your wine at, Reagan? I know. Somehow I'm the only one here with some with a LaCroix. So today we have a very interesting topic that admittedly um, overwhelms me just a little bit because it's so new. So today we want to talk about AI and how it is shaping the event industry. It's crazy. It's it's a hot topic. I mean, obviously we've been seeing about you know, watching on the news and just current events about how AI is really going to change our lives. But specifically to the event industry, I I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the power of manifestation. Like we always seem to start talking about things and then it just pops out of the air. But especially this last week, since we scheduled this, this topic, I feel like everybody's talking about AI. I'm on a group text with some of the top planners in the Southeast and it just came up naturally with them. Um, so I just love to dive into like what we're seeing, what we're experiencing, and just like our small experience thus far this week and how revolutionizing this technology can be for our industry, good and bad. Absolutely. And I feel like we kind of tipped our toes in the water, dipped our toes in the water, whatever <laughs> that is. This past summer when we were looking for design for one of our clients and we kind of went down this rabbit hole on Instagram and social and everything and found some killer things. And then we kind of learned what the process was for the production company that we, you know, were pitching this to and kind of the obstacles that they were having to overcome in order to do it. Yeah, because when we saw it and then also when our clients saw the images at that point, we didn't know that it was an AI rendering. Right. Exactly. And I feel like the word AI, it's it sounds scary and overwhelming, but it, as soon as we started to learn how to use it, it's so easy. And it's so hard when we're having those initial design meetings to be like, imagine this, but in this color with this floral, and you just can't find the exact photo of whatever inspiration you're looking at of what you want. And now we can just literally ask a software to do it for us. It's it's wild. And I want to dive more into that specifically and just how we've been playing around with it. But but going back to that client experience that we recently had, what was so interesting and that I could see as an obstacle for us is because it was an AI rendering, we had to figure out our production team had to figure out how are we going to produce this? And the actual real value number of it was like close to a million dollars, which was cost prohibitive in that situation. Yeah. It was, it was wild. So being able to distinguish between what's real and what's not, and even if it's not real, like how do we make that happen is pretty crazy. It's wild. It's, you know, like people used to bash on styled shoots and, you know, what you can produce for a styled shoot for a photo, like simple, simple example. Say you're using magnolia blooms and creating like a runner of magnolia blooms 
down a table. Well, anyone who knows magnolias know they brown in five minutes. So, but anybody can snap a picture in 10 seconds and get that perfect shot. So that where people's beef with styled shoots of like, oh, that's not achievable. It's not real life. Well, now we're talking like a whole nother ball game. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. We, this is actually kind of an interesting fact. Years ago, I think I was in high school. My family was featured in Bon Appetit magazine for Thanksgiving feature. Did I tell you guys this? Isn't it? Yeah. It's kind of cool. Random. But kind of along the same lines, it was really interesting. So Bon Appetit came to my grandparents' home and um, took some family recipes and, and cooked all these dishes. And then they had to sit down. And before they started photographing the family at the table, they told us what we could and could not eat because some of the things were not cooked all the way, which is why their pictures look so beautiful because some of it's very uncooked or not edible. So it's all like these pictures are not necessarily, they've always, people have always been playing with reality. This is like a whole nother ball game. Let's, Allison, why don't we talk about how we've kind of been playing and tell about the story of like this week when we got introduced to some of these software programs and like what that experience was like. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like both, all of us, maybe y'all did, but when someone says use AI for design, I'm just like, oh, what does that mean? Like, how does this work? And we had somebody kind of showing us how to use it and how to type in like detail descriptions. We were just playing around. We wanted to see... Um, a floral arch and punchy colors and pinks and yellows and greens that was set um, near a marsh on Kiowa. And it just perfectly created something we've been looking for this entire time that we could not find anywhere. Mind blown. I mean, we were kind of freaking out. We There were lots of like dance parties and squealing and screaming happening. Right now we're using like descriptive words and trying to create something. But then I'm sure at some point you can take images that the client has given us or things that they love and Mm -hmm. create from that, which we haven't tried yet, creating it from something else. I'm not sure how that would go, but this is I've just for an example of like what we input with our words and then what gets output. This was where I had a huge freak out moment of like, holy shit. I entered in the prompt of after party lounge inside a museum lit only by candlelight with white modern sofa, black fringe or beaded curtains divided with dividing the lounge groupings with all white lumber pillows. Okay. That's what I entered in. What it spit out was literally what was in my head, if not even better. So it was so sexy. It was so sexy. And so much of our job in in that by the custom nature is usually where showing a picture and taking this part of this picture and, and the whole you know, concept of how we've been operating our business is like, you have to use your imagination. You have to use your imagination. We're never going to replicate something that's been done before. And with this new technology, we can, in our design decks, show something that truly has never been done before and is not ripping off someone else's work, which is really cool. And so many times I feel like we're just like mind blocked, like by the creative barrier of not being able to show exactly what we want. Exactly. This does it in what, 20 to 30 seconds? So I think that's going to take a lot of pressure off of the client. It might put the client way more at ease. So that's, that's a benefit. Now, you know, in my group text with these planners, one of the concerns is, well, that sucks because you don't have to be a creative person 
to come up with a beautiful design board anymore. You could just, I mean, where, where does your talent go? Well, I also feel like you do though, because you have to be playing around with it this week. You really have to be so descriptive. One word can throw it off, can throw what you're envisioning and what they create off completely. Like there were so many times I was like, no, this isn't what I want. This isn't, you just, so I feel like you are, you're bringing the words and the inspiration and the vision to the table. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can everyone make it look just like that? Yeah. But then also at the end of the day, you have your Instagram and actual photos on your website that show real work you can do. Well, I don't think it's too far-fetched for people to say, have AI generate a, a photo of a wedding that looks like real life. And post it? Yes. Because I, some of the playing around that I was doing, I was trying to have AI essentially replicate a wedding that we did. Like, for example, I gave a description of our last wedding at the sanctuary, very, very detailed down to what the bride looked like, her dress, everything. And what came out was like, it looked like a real wedding. It looked like a real bride. That's I don't know. I mean, here's the deal. There are posers and fakers now without AI. I think we're always going to have that. And maybe in my mind, how I would justify this is imagine if you had an in-house um, graphic designer or sketch artist or whatever, you're still the creative director. You're still telling them exactly what you want to your point, Allison, modifying it to be exactly your vision. So mm-hmm. the other flip side is, you know, some of these planners that I'm friends with, we're talking about how you can just have a AI do a, a mood board for you. So that may not be as specific. That might be more general. You could say, you know, to the AI that you you have a bride, like just generally say, you have a bride getting married on Lake Como, loves, you know, pinks and greens, but a modern trip, whatever, and just spit that to AI and it does the work for you and say, here's your mood board. So maybe like on the surface level, it's the originality and, and the like natural talent is being robbed of some of us is the fear. I mean, I will say... I kind of used this a couple of times this past spring and summer, just a different use of AI is using chat GBT and using it to find certain venues when we were trying to find like welcome party venues or rehearsal dinner, typing in specifically, you know, location, what the client was looking for, time of year, date, all of that. And it gathered all of this information and spit it out. And then within it, you know, linked everything. So I didn't have to do the searching for locations or whatever. It gave me all of the information, venue prices, you know, contact information, all of that. So I didn't have to do the Googling. It took, you know, less than 30 seconds for it to populate everything. Crazy. Forget Google. So then, I mean, you got to kind of be careful too, because I guess it's kind of the, the same argument is like, are robots going to take over the world? Like, is there a situation where somebody's like, yeah, you know what? I'm not going to hire a planner because ChatGBT and AI can just plan my wedding. They could design it, but can they execute it? No. I mean, if you look at these AI generated images without any experience, I I personally would have no idea where to start. Well, and I, and obviously that's sh- that's cheapening what we do, right? I mean, you know, yeah, the wrong client, the wrong person could say, oh, AI can design it, but, and then I could just get a day of planner, but we all know the logistics and everything that goes into it. I think if anything, it would be replacing design firms and design companies Mm. because if we're able to create these images on our own, why outsource for a hefty fee 
to have them create something that we can imagine and dream of ourselves. Unless we're collaborating with them. Yeah, which we do mostly. We mostly do the collaboration. I would say with all of our clients, the design origination always comes from us. And then we pitch it to a design, our design partners. So again, like you have to, AI produces stuff without thinking the logistics behind it. That's why with our last client, when we priced out what AI had, it was a million dollars to execute. So which ruled it out. What about for stationers and print, being able to go in and say, do X, Y, Z for the liner and show a beveled edge and embellishments and script font, whatever it is. Yeah. Now that's crazy. There's that design fee. That's really mind blowing. I mean, think about the amount of money that we've spent just on the design fees, not the paper, not the printing methods. I mean, that's so crazy. And also just from the surface level that we've looked into this, these programs are not expensive. Is chat GPT free? I've never used it. Um, yes. It's mm-hmm. great if you want it to like say something. So Instagram captions or like website word- wording or bios about your team or blogs. It's really good at that. Which is that's, you know, back in the day, we used to hire copywriters to to draft website design and, you know, mm-hmm. our social media people do the captions for us. But one thing that Rhiannon and you suggested is you know, we want to turn our podcasts into blog posts or some other kind of content for us. And your suggestion was, why don't we just put the podcast into one of these AI softwares and just see how it can spit it back to us? Yeah. I mean, I think that would be huge. Um, I mean, I think for, you know, chat GPT, how much stuff that you can plan with it, like, you know, you could plan girls weekends. I did a girls weekend with a couple of people this past summer and two different people like we plugged in information and like the things that have populated like bars to go to or events to go to like concerts to see it populated all the stuff by just saying we're going to be here on these dates it's a girl's trip we want to have fun like da 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 and it can just populate so much stuff to you know just a couple clicks of a button people are using it for a simple you know things for like meal prep and stuff like that. Like you can use it for so many different things to just like save you time. How do we know that, like, let's use the travel example. How do we know that the information it populates is vetted, is good, is qualified? I mean, I guess that's a good question. Honestly, we clicked on a bunch of places. We were like, ooh, this would be like a great place to stay. Or this restaurant was already on the list that we had already made a reservation to. Yeah, can you, is it like a link? Do you click on it and then it takes you or do you have to like copy and paste and put it into Google? No, you can click on the links. So then you just click on it and that's how you know it's legit. Yep. I mean, it's straight I'm up going to, going to, to, you know, whatever, like the hotel, if you want to list like hotels in Charleston, top luxury hotels, you know, it'll list them and everything, give you the details. And then if you want more, you can click a button and it says, you know, here's 10 more or five more. How does it work? I don't know. It crawls everything. It can crawl. <laughs> Very technical. Crawl up your leg, up your foot. <laughs> okay. uh, I am doing a course. So, you know, I have a retreat with some planners throughout the Southeast. We're doing a, a retreat to watercolor uh, in just a couple of weeks. And we just hired somebody who is going to give us a tutorial 
So we're paying for somebody to give us a tutorial and just walk us through all of this. Like, how can we, how can we utilize this into our business? So there might be a part two of this episode once we know more, but it is something that is like people are trying to grasp at and get ahead on um, and, and see how this can amplify our businesses. Because here's the deal. If we don't do it, you got to hop on the train because everybody's going to be doing this. You got to stay, got to stay up there. Here's this actually, um, here's an article that is talking about just all the ways AI can benefit your wedding. And granted, this is not, I don't think this applies to our clientele, but you could do a virtual AI tour of venues, which would be huge. AI can recommend vendors, which I'm going to go ahead and say, don't do that. You can use AI to design your wedding website. You can use AI to handle your RSVPs, which I also don't trust, but that is something that supposedly you can do. Yeah, right? Um, I don't also believe this. You can have AI keep track of your wedding budget and just monitor. I mean, maybe so. Monitor your expenses, notify you when payments are due, um, and then suggest areas where you can cut costs. Also don't trust that. Um, Or you can have AI generate a wedding playlist, which I think that would be fun. That would be really cool. Ooh, we should test that out with our office playlist. That would be, yeah. That, But like, please don't play this song, but please play Apple Bottom Jeans. Apple Bottom Jeans, maybe some Cardi B, maybe some Rihanna, depending on the day. This is so random, but another thing that I love is playing around with it. You can be like clear top tent at night or at sunset or on the patio. Being able to show somebody exactly the setting and time of day is unreal. Huge. It's, it's really wild. So, um, you know, we'll see where this goes. I think for design purposes, like, you know, Allison, you were really stuck on this design board this week on we were trying to find this flower ceremony arch that was going to be perfect for this client. And there was no picture that just hit the nail on the head. And here comes AI. And now we're really happy with the image that we're presenting. So I think that might be it on AI today, short episode, but this is something really big to watch. It's going to transform our world in general, but it's definitely going to um, transform the design and event world. So it'll be interesting to see where it goes. All right, ladies. Well, happy Friday. Happy Friday. Happy weekend. Cheers to all. Cheers. Cheers. And love y'all. And cut. Wrap. Thank you.